Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, September 19th, 2022. Stand up for your country. About 4 billion people watched the Queen of England uh, be buried today. Her funeral occurred today. And uh, we are going to have Kellyanne Conway here. She visited with the Queen as part of Donald Trump's entourage in 2019. She'll be checking in uh, with some uh, reminiscence of that. Uh, We also want to keep you alive. The King is dead, 96, good life. We want to keep you alive. And uh, so I'm going to have some final thoughts on that that you want to hang for, unless you don't want to be alive, all right? And finally, uh, politics is our lead. And uh, Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, is the subject of this evening talking point, this memo. So, you know, I'm sure Martha's Vineyard, DeSantis sends 50 uh, migrants up there. They get off. All the liberals go crazy. Uh, The migrants are then ferried over to Massachusetts, where they're now on a U.S. Army base. So, okay, story's been covered uh, to death. Um, but the inner workings of it, I think, are fascinating, and that's what I want to bring to your attention. So Governor DeSantis did this in order to set up a potential run for president. He's doing the exact same thing that Donald Trump did, all right, way back in 2015-16. So DeSantis is setting himself up as an avenger someone who goes after the far left and their tenants like open borders and takes action. That's why Governor DeSantis sent 50 migrants at Florida's expense to Martha's Vineyard. He is now an avenger. So Trump did that successfully. DeSantis is now trying to replicate that. Do we all understand out there? Okay, and again, you'll never get this analysis anywhere on the planet but here. So right now, DeSantis is running against Charlie Crist for uh, governor. He wants to be reelected, of course. Uh, The polls have DeSantis up by four or five points. DeSantis will win that race unless something happens in the next six weeks. Uh, He'll win. Uh, He is 44 years old, uh, born in Jacksonville, raised in Florida, Graduated Yale and Harvard Law School, obviously a smart guy. Married, three children, 46th governor of Florida right now. And again, I believe he will win re-election. Now, he wants to run for president. I don't think he'll challenge Trump in a Trump. Trump in a primary. I don't think DeSantis will do that because it's not worth his while at age 44 to alienate all the MAGA voters. So in order to challenge Donald Trump for the nomination in 2024 on the Republican side, you have to attack Trump. Though anybody primarying him has to attack him. DeSantis is not going to do that. But if Trump does not run, then DeSantis steps up. Okay? Now, um... The Martha's Vineyard controversy, I wrote a message of the day saying, look, Governor DeSantis, will you pay my way to Martha's Vineyard? I'd like to go. So if you have a list, put my name on it because I want to go. So that's my message of the day on BillOReilly.com. And that is uh, the Talking Points memo. 
Okay, so uh, as you know, President Biden's attending the funeral for uh, the Queen, and he's over there uh, hobnobbing with the swells. Uh, and his approval rating back here is going up. NBC News poll has him at a 45% job approval rating, disapproved 52. All right, so Biden is uh, coming up. Now, he did give an uh, interview to 60 Minutes, which ran last night. About 15 million Americans saw it. Not very many, and a lot of those people were coming off the football game and, you know, whatever. So uh, Scott Pelley's a correspondent. He's usually pretty good, Pelley. He's a vet. This was a softball interview. I don't know if any deals were made, but it didn't feel right to me. There are only two things of consequence. Biden said that he's not a lock to run for president uh, in 24. He will not run. I'm going to tell you right now, he's not running again. And he knows it, but he's not going to say that. Okay, and the second thing is that Biden said that if China attacks Taiwan, U.S. military will defend Taiwan. I don't believe that is true, at least under the Biden administration, but Biden said it. Now, the rest of the interview was a bunch of waffling around. Biden says the economy's good. He says his mental health is good. Everything is fine. All right, so why are we doing this, Scott? Why are we doing it? The biggest story is the border and the migrants being flown all over the place. And, and you're sitting there and he's going, the economy's fine. OK, so you don't throw stats at him. Pelly in 60 Minutes didn't throw stats at him. He said, it's fine. Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's like, oh, the border's closed. Yeah, the border's secure. Oh, yeah, sure. OK. Pelly didn't ask one question about the border. Now, one. What he did do was showed some documents in Mar-a-Lago that the FBI spread out on the floor and said, ooh, what do you think of that? What do you think Biden's going to say? Oh, that is terrible. Come on, Scott. Let's go. You got the whole border to ask him about. You've got unbelievable food prices to ask him about. A flood of narcotics to ask him about. You have got uh, executive orders totaling trillions of dollars in spending to ask him about. And you do nothing like that. Scott, an eighth grader would have been tougher than you. So I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't accuse him. I can point out that this was ridiculous. Biden never gives interviews. He, the last national interview he gave was seven months ago. He walks in there, and there, there they are, strolling around, hand in hand, at some car plant. It's, it's absurd. Can you imagine if Scott Pelley interviewed Donald Trump? <laughs> so it's discouraging. That's all I can say. It's discouraging. Now, if I interviewed Joe Biden and he'd never in a million years do it, he didn't do it when I was a factor, he would never would do it. Maybe in heaven he'll do it. I mean, the fir my first question is, what are you doing on the border? You got five million people in here since you've been president. What is that? What steps are you taking to stop that? That's number one. Number two, outrage about 50 migrants in Martha's Vineyard. You 
fly migrants all over the United States in the middle of the night. You don't tell the local jurisdictions they're coming. And you're criticizing DeSantis? Number three, food prices are up double digits. People have to eat. What are you doing to bring them down specifically? Those are the questions you ask. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. I hope I'm not sounding petty here. Uh, I don't want to do that. I don't know Pelly. I've never talked to him in my life. But I'm sitting there going, what are you doing? All right, Queen's Funeral, as I said, 4 billion people uh, watched it. That breaks the record of 3 billion 3.5 3.5 billion who watched Muhammad Ali open the Olympic uh, Games in Atlanta in 1996. Now, I write about Muhammad Ali, as you know, in my upcoming book, but Muhammad Ali got, he was first, and now the Queen is second. 2,000 people attended uh, the service or some part of it. Um, about a million people uh, flowed into London uh, for this event. Um, and we wanted to get an inside view of the Queen of England, uh, Queen Elizabeth. So who better than Kellyanne Conway? And she uh, is uh, in D.C. Now, she has a memoir. You may know about it. Here's the deal. And that's a good book. I read it. But uh, for our purposes today, in 2019, from June 3rd to June 5th, Uh, Ms. Conway accompanied President Trump to England and uh, was in the presence of the Queen. Correct? Do I have all those facts right? You do, Bill. It's great to be with you again. And uh, I write about this particular state visit by President and Mrs. Trump and their American delegation because all of the remembrances by those who knew her and honored her and loved her best Uh, Her Majesty, we saw that in one limited engagement over a couple of days. And I shouldn't call it limited engagement because I was really struck by how they rolled out the red carpet for President Trump and the American delegation in that particular state visit. I will tell you that the Queen, Her Majesty, and Prince Harry, they basically alighted from a movable wall for a scheduled uh, greeting with about 20, maybe tops two dozen of us from the states greeted us, and then we all sat down to a larger lunch. Uh, The next day, or maybe it was that night, we had the state dinner. I was escorted by her cousin, Prince Edward, and in every instance, she was curious. Uh, The word engaging, I must keep saying, because inquisitive, curious, of course, gracious, 
But this woman that people see as the queen, she's also a states a statesman. She had been monarch. She's been monarch for seventy years, and think of everything that that means. Eleven presidents before she got to Donald Trump, and yet this was the first one who had never before held political office or military office. So probably surprised the royals and and our British friends across the pond as much as it did many Americans that Donald Trump would be president, but. They absolutely were so lovely to the Trumps, the Trump family, the senior staff. And I will tell you also, we had a dinner on a separate night at uh, Windsor House, which of course is where the American ambassador to the United Kingdom, the, the Court of St. James resides. And uh, Woody and Susan Johnson hosted us there. This was a dinner in honor of then Prince, now King Charles. I sat at the table with President Trump, Prince Charles, Theresa May, who would be prime minister for a little bit longer then. Sarah Sanders was there, a couple of other folks, uh, Mr. Hunt. And we just had a wonderful time. And I saw uh, Prince Charles and President Trump interacting. Yes, talking about policy, but also just enjoying each other's company. And you know what, Bill? This whole nonsense of the last week or two, uh, will President Trump be invited? Won't he? You saw that the invitation was extended to the current president and the first lady, and that the past presidents, all of whom, had dealt with Queen Elizabeth, uh, maybe not all of them at a state dinner that we had over in Great Britain. They've all been invited to a memorial service um, here right. in Washington, D.C. There was, there was D. no slide, right. even though the far left press no, tried it. It's ridiculous. Okay, no, they so, did that on everything. But I want to get real uh, down. So uh, I wrote in uh, my book, uh, The United States of Trump, that Donald Trump, from a very young age, uh, adored his mother, who was Scottish, born in Scotland. And his mother was a huge royal family uh, fan. All right. So Trump was predisposed to like the royal family. Um, and he went over with you and the American entourage. Now, can you remember a conversation between the Queen and President Trump and what it entailed? Well, yes, uh, they probably had private conversations to which I'm not privy, but the ones I did witness, um, exchanging, uh, obviously, very nice salutations, but also talking a little bit about who is this person, what does that person do? Remember, we had cabinet officials there as well. Her Members of her family were there, members of President Trump's family were there. She is uh, first and foremost about public service and family and how that all melds together for the royals. Uh, and and yes, they talked about, you know, Theresa May was just about to leave as prime minister and Boris Johnson was to come in. And they, they talked about uh, different issues going on in the world. I remember them talking about immigration. I remember them talking about the longstanding relationship between the two countries. I remember him talking about the economy at home. I remember him talking about um, NATO. And, you know, these are just issues that the president feels comfortable raising with almost anyone. And I dare say, Bill, they had not encountered a U.S. president, an American president like Donald Trump. And people watching this who don't like Donald Trump will say, you bet they haven't, he's this, he's that. The naysayers and the critics will be miserable all day long. Nothing we can do but pray for them, Bill. But I'm telling you that to be, to, to be a, a world leader who has dealt with so many U.S. presidents and then to encounter President Trump, who 
she had already seen two and a half years into his presidency, the volume and velocity with which he was operating. Remember, he had been abroad many times. He had given that powerful speech in Poland. He had, he was challenging North Korea. He was containing China. He was pushing back on Putin. He made sure that it, the nuclear capable Iran was not salivating as they are now at our best friend in the region, Israel. He was recalibrating trade deals and he was doing things that so many leaders say they're going to do everywhere and yet never do because inertia is the most powerful physical force and yeah, less. I and well, I, I think it's fair to say that that the British crown and Ms. May and even Johnson, they were friendly to your administration, to Donald There's Trump. No question. Right. No Whereas question. Merkel, the German chancellor, hated you guys and and. France, Macron was back and forth, and, and the European Union didn't like you very much. The strongest ally was London uh, during the Trump administration. Now, King Charles, then Prince Charles. Do you know what he and Donald Trump talked about? Well, the conversation was for the entire table. There were 10 of us sitting there. I mean, it's a wide ranging conversation. I say they're both very good storytellers. Uh, they have lived full lives and they have seen their respective industries, if you will, um, from from the chief perspective. They've been the guys in charge. And I, I wrote in my book, pages 341 to 343 are about this state visit. And in fact, I wrote in the book that we had this dinner honoring Charles, Prince of Wales. And I wrote in there that I was pretty sure Prince Charles was wonderful company and we were all certain had never encountered a U.S. president quite like Trump. The prince was laughing heartily as the president told stories and showcased his own sense of humor. Um, the conversations during cocktails and over dinner were next level, which is true. Remember, we had other um, British officials at our table. And um, without disclosing all of that because it wouldn't be necessary or proper, I would say what people will remember from that dinner was the levity and the friendship being passed on to the next president, in this case, Donald Trump. And what you said, Bill, is so rich and so true about President Trump's love of and affection for his mother, her Scottish heritage, and by extension, uh, the right. royals. That and, one, that's uh, always a key. You know, you know, you know, Bill, people never use the word humility. I remember once saying that with the gravity and responsibility of a role like President of the United States must come humility. And, you know, people just ridicule that the way they ridiculed hidden undercover Trump voter in 2016. But it's both, it's all true. Um, in the presence of the queen, the, pre the, the president was very humble. And people always play that stupid video where he's walking in front of her. He didn't do that on purpose. He, she was behind. He was lovely to her. She was lovely to him. And I'm only saying that because I was there. It is not my place to, to characterize how any of the royal family felt or the queen uh, believed or said. I was there. We Listen, this was not a one and done. This was not a drive-by cocktail party. Go have a couple weenie wraps and, and some pims. This was an all-out blowout state visit. We we took tours of of um, of that that dealt with uh, Churchill, that dealt with Parliament. We were, as I say, we had two dinners, two lunches. The president and Theresa May had a bilateral that was public. That um, the press were there, the international press were there. This was an action-packed three-day state visit. No, it went and very well. I remember it. Uh, final question for you. Did you get to see the corgis? Holly, the terror dog, wants to know. 
You know what? Corgi. I did see the corgis, and I've been a corgi owner for 30 years, Bill. I also have a George <laughs> and a Charlotte, so I feel very connected as an American these days. I've had corgis for 30 years. They're a very special dog. And let me tell you, for corgi owners across the pond here in America, she, the late, great Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth is our queen as well, because whenever somebody said, what kind of dog is that? It looks so squatty, I'd say, well, it's a corgi. You know, the queen has them, and that's a typical right. response. Uh, from and I will say instead of flowers, we went over and brought a little stuffed corgi to the British Embassy, which is down the street from our home here in Washington D.C. <laughs> with little notes. Um, and oh, last thing I wanted to say, you know, for all the all the outpouring of affection, admiration, grace, and dignity, and just sheer honor and respect for the, Her Majesty, um, you remember there was a time when the monarchy was was less that less popular than they are now, and I think, I can't help but think that Queen Elizabeth, who saw the high of the highs and the lows of the lows, also can sympathize or empathize with other leaders who also maybe don't have public opinion on their side here and there or be or being looked oh, upon. Oh, absolutely. She paid attention. Fairly. Yeah, she you paid know. attention. I don't know if she's a big Boris fan, but she paid attention. Kelly, thanks very though, much. She was lovely to us. She was lovely to us, as was Prince Harry and the royals. And we were told by the protocol office before we went, Bill, as you know, don't ask them any personal questions. Don't say anything. But... Princess Kate, now, um, you know, Princess of Wales, she she said to me, do you have any children? I said, oh, I have four, including a George and a Charlotte. You know, I was able to, to say that. And then I said, I have corgis. And must have sounded like a little schoolgirl, but I took my opening to connect on a personal level. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. The book is Here's the Deal, a memoir, Kellyanne Conway. Thanks for helping us out, Kellyanne. We really you, appreciate Bill. it. Sure. All the best. Okay, let's go uh, back to the border. Um, so, again, you know all about the Martha's Vineyard thing. Um, but what you may not know is that the governor of Texas sent another 150 migrants to Vice President Harris's home, dropped them off right in front of her house in D.C. So she's not real happy about all of this or the Martha's Vineyard deal. Roll it. There were children, people being put on a bus or a plane um, who don't know where they're going or where they were being sent. Human beings, real people who have fled harm, who came to the United States of America seeking re refuge, asylum. I think it is um, the height of irresponsibility, much less just, um, frankly, a dereliction of duty when you are an elected leader to play those kinds of games with human life and human beings. If you think there is a problem, be part of the solution. You're right back at you, right? What have you done to uh, stop the open border, uh, Ms. Vice President, and dereliction of duty? Biden administration is not enforcing immigration law. Not, not a dereliction of duty. And human beings being sent all over the place. I believe that's what the Biden administration is doing, Ms. Vice President, putting people on planes at the border and sending them all over the United States without informing the jurisdictions where the plane is going to land. Vineyard people knew these 50 were coming. All right, they knew it. But... Here in New York, when the plane lands at 3 a.m. in Westchester, everybody's going, what? So, totally phony. I mean, she lives in a world of her own and uh, always will. 
not a real person, kind of just an automaton. Okay, so uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House spokesperson, again confronted about the border. Go. Does the White House stand by those comments that the border is secure? What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can uh, to make sure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That, that's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that, to make sure that, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, to make sure that um, to make sure that uh, the folks that we encounter at the border be removed uh, or expelled. Um, uh, ooh, uh, remember that song, The Witch Doctor in the 50s? Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, bing, bang, walla, walla, bing, bang. I think Miss, uh, she should do a remake of that, uh, Miss Jean-Pierre. Look, there. And the, the tragedy of this is that Everybody who thinks that Joe Biden's doing a good job, all 45 percent, they don't give a whit about what's happening at the southern border, and neither does the media. New Orleans, one of my favorite towns, uh, unbelievably uh, unique, Cajun culture, great food. It's the murder capital of the USA. It supplants St. Louis, okay? Homicides up 141% in the Big Easy compared to 2019. Uh, Carjackings up 210%. Shootings up 100%. Totally out of control. In fact, New Orleans is now ranked the ninth most dangerous city in the world. Do you know the most dangerous city in the world? Tijuana, Mexico run by the drug cartels. Now, why is New Orleans like this? Incompetent mayor. I mean, she joins. I even forget her name, but she's just doesn't know what she's doing. Like Lightfoot in Chicago, de Blasio in New York. He's gone, but Adams hasn't recovered or even close. So New Orleans, tough, tough. You know, it is a city that is being run by the federal government as far as law enforcement is concerned. They can't recruit police officers there. You can't even go into the Ninth Ward. You can't go there. That's how dangerous it is. Starbucks says, hey, you know, we tried, but we uh, were closing stores in New Orleans, including the one in uh, the French Quarter, because the city can't protect Starbucks employees. The thugs just going in and roughing them up, holding them up. New Orleans can't do it. Bye-bye, Starbucks. Denver, Colorado, as some of you know, I lived there for two years. When I was there in the late 1970s, excellent city. Changed dramatically. A lot of liberals from the West Coast moved in. Uh, Now Colorado is still traditional outside of Denver, which dominates. Okay, so Denver now says it is going... The city of Denver is going to give $2 million that it has from the federal government. It's going to hand 140 homeless people the money. All right. So it's being run uh, by a college and the Colorado Health Foundation. So a bunch of people are going to get cash. Here's the problem. Nobody's going to be drug tested. So they know that. 
people in Denver and everywhere else know that most of the homeless are drug and alcohol addicted people. And if you give them cash, they'll spend it on drugs and alcohol, not on getting an apartment or upgrading their standard of living. It's going to go for their addiction. So why are you doing this? Now, the money isn't coming out of Colorado. As I said, it's coming out of a grant that uh, Denver received from the American Rescue Plan, a Biden thing. But so what? It's still American taxpayer money that you're just giving to drug addicts and alcoholics so they can get high. This is just, it's so ridiculous. All right, Disney World, a group called Time to Play conducted a study this month, September, 2,000 self-reported Disney World enthusiasts, people who go there a lot, okay? 93% believe the cost of a Disney World vacation in Orlando is now out of reach for average families, and it is. So if you are a working-class family of four, husband, wife, two children, and you go three days in Orlando, that's going to cost you between two and three thousand dollars. About a thousand dollars a day with hotels and food and admissions and all of that. You got that kind of loot? Sixty eight percent of the Disney enthusiasts say the rampant price increases make it feel like Disney World has lost its magic. Well, not for the Disney shareholders or the CEO, Chapik. Their magic is this money. They don't care about poor Families, working class families. I told you this for a year. The gouging, price gouging. And it's, it's so pernicious because children want to go. I took my kids down there. That was the last place on earth I wanted to be, but I took them. I had a good time and I, I have enough money to afford it. Ah, so bad. Smart life. As you know, we have partnered up with Vidgo as a streaming service. It'll cut your cable bill in half and give you most of what you get right now. And in addition, it'll give you me. So we have a new program, a weekly, called Shock and Awe with Bill O'Reilly, exclusively on Vidgo. First two were violence in the National Football League, and the second one was Joe Biden's place in history. This week will be the dramatic culture change in America. Okay? We got Victor Davis Hanson. We got Ben Chavis. Uh, these are heavyweights. So if you're living a smart life, you want to see this. And you want to cut your cable bill down, right? I hope so. All right, this day in history, uh, September 19, 2017, involves President Trump. At that time, North Korea was threatening everybody and conducting a series of missile tests and saber-rattling across the board. So here's what President Trump said five years ago today. The United States has great strength and patience, but if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. The United States is ready, willing, and able. But hopefully, this will not be necessary. Now, that kind of presentation by President Trump 
not only inhibited Rocket Man, who leads North Korea, but China and Russia, in my humble opinion. Because you have to understand something. Trump's ego was tied into foreign policy. So if, if a Putin invaded Ukraine on Trump's watch, that would have been a direct insult to Trump. And believe me, when you insult the former president, he takes action. That's as, this is as simple as it is. They all knew that Donald Trump governed in a very personal way. All of them. Okay, got a good mail segment and a final thought about keeping you alive. We'll be right back. Let's get to the mail. Ron Brockenbrow, Jackson, Tennessee. Are the November elections going to be conducted honestly, legally, and ethically? If so, how will the public know for sure? They're not going to know, Ron. Again, I will tell you. The elections are run by the individual states, like Tennessee. There is no magical overseer of the vote. Each state runs it. Some run the votes responsibly, some do not. You vote, you're conscious. That's all you can do. Al on a message board. Why do voters in Democratic-led cities not vote for change? Why do they continue accepting the lies of Democrat candidates running for office and not give the other side a shot? Because they're committed to the liberal cause. You can't be a Democrat these days and not be a liberal. There are no more so-called blue dog Democrats are gone. So if you want to be a Democrat or vote for that party or those candidates, you have to be liberal. And liberals believe in many different reasons why in what the Democratic Party is currently espousing. Richard Flannery, Silver Spring, Maryland. Biden is taking an economic victory lap on a day the Dow drops 1,200 points. And that proves what you've been saying all along, O'Reilly. He is detached from reality. Yes! Now, that doesn't mean that he can't process things. On the 60-minute interview, he was fairly lucid. But I'll submit to you, he knew what was coming. Because as I said at the top of the show, that interview doesn't make any sense. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 
877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Uh, Richard, concierge member, if you would like to have direct access to me by email in a private way, never public, sign up for BillOReilly.com concierge membership and you get a free book, any free book you want, including Legends to be out in a week. All right. So Richard says, be more consistent, Bill. Either Biden is diminished mentally or he isn't. Listen, he's diminished. All right. I don't know on a sliding scale of 10 but he can't process information or problem solve, in my humble opinion. Aldisa in Navarre, Florida, I think two factors have temporarily driven down gas prices. The first, the raid on the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which has increased supply and driven prices lower. Second, I think Americans have changed their driving habits. Yeah, Al, there's more supply, and that's why from a high of about $5, gas about average $3.50 now. Okay, but remember, it was 230 when Biden took office. Now, I hope it goes down below 230. See, some people are, are not rooting for economic benefit because they want Biden out and the Democrats out. I don't do that. Steve Glock, Meridian, Idaho. In yesterday's Wall Street Journal, an article noted that bank deposits are down a record $390 billion the second quarter of this year, yet the government is claiming rising employment numbers. How is this possible? Because people are working, but their wages are going down because of inflation. So if you get a 3% raise this year, Steve, you're losing 5% of your paycheck to inflation. So there are fewer dollars being put in the bank because people have to spend those dollars to live. Glenda, I say Killing Jesus is your best book, O'Reilly. It's the best story of Jesus I have ever read. I appreciate it, Glenda. Killing Jesus was our most difficult book to write. But it, if you care about Jesus, you got to read it. It's not an option. Aris... A mega fan, Bethesda, Maryland. Mr. Bill, when talking about your new book, Killing the Legends, did you ever consider including Michael Jackson? No. Michael Jackson did not come close to the cultural impact of Elvis Presley, John Lennon, or Muhammad Ali. It wasn't even in the same hemisphere. Those three men influenced everything in this country to this day. And that's what we lay out in Killing the Legends, which is out a week from tomorrow. Now, the weight of their fame and celebrity and their success crushed them and left them vulnerable to people close to them who exploited them. All three. You'll see it. It's a thread like this. 
But what they accomplished in entertainment and sports changed the whole country. And that's why I selected them in Killing the Legends. So again, that book will be out a week from tomorrow. You can pre-order it on BillOReilly.com. If you become a premium or concierge member or re-up, you get the book free or any other book you want. Uh, Legends can be pre-ordered on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, all the booksellers. Pre-order it now. You get it first. This is going to be a hot book, the most controversial book of the year by far. And uh, we'll be talking about it uh, more, of course. Word of the day, no honey fuggle. Real word. One word. Honey, H-O-N-E-Y, fuggle, F-U-G-G-L-E. No honey fuggle. (laughs) Sounds like an endearment. It's not. All right. Right back with a final thought on keeping you alive. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here is the final thought of the day. So you can't see it because my makeup artist is so good. But right here on my head, my line right there, I had a bunch of stuff taken off by my brilliant dermatologist late last week. And not only there, but all, I was like, I was at the Little Bighorn with the Native Americans, (laughs) you know, a tomahawk. Now, I have to do this or I'm going to die because my father died from melanoma. And I was a lifeguard slash water safety instructor in my teenage years. And there was no sunblock back then. I mean, people were using aluminum foil put under their chin to get more sun on their face. And then I went to Miami and taught high school, and we were always out in the hot Florida sun. Now, I didn't know this was going to happen, but I'm blue eyes, I got fair skin, and I got stuff. They had a boom, boom, boom. So every eight weeks, I go to the dermatologist to get this taken care of before it amounts to anything, because if, it, if it's malignant, if you have anything on your body, you got to then get deeply cut. This is just surface stuff. It heals. And then I got to slap on all of this cream. <laughs> it's just, and it's such a pain. I can't tell you. But I've got to stay healthy. And my two weak points, and every human being has weak points in their body. My two are my skin, because it's so fair, and my stomach. All right, so I got to have the stomach thing looked at. I'm going to go in October for that, because that's my weak point. So why I'm telling you all this is not to be narcissistic. All right, you know, I'm here, and if I die tomorrow... I don't have any beef. I'm not afraid to die. I've lived a life that few human beings have ever lived. I've done 
everything that I've wanted to do. I've succeeded way more than anybody ever thought possible. So if I go tomorrow, if God says, that's it, O'Reilly, I'm tired of you, I'm tired of the no-spin news, that's fine. But while I'm here, I want to operate at maximum capacity physically. That means no more sugar. All right, once in a while, I'll go get an ice cream because that's not going to kill me. But the sugar is gone. All right, and, and it doesn't mean I'm going to be going crazy in the gym or anything like that. It's going, it means I'm going to be vigilant. And that's why you need a good doctor and dentist. Because the teeth can kill you, literally, if you don't treat them right. So anyway, I want you to stay around as long as you can. You've got to be proactive. You've got to be. If you let it go, particularly if you see something that shouldn't be there, amen, get it checked out. It's pain in the neck. It is. But there are people who love you, and they want you around. And that is the final thought. Thank you very much for watching and listening on our radio affiliates across the country. To the No Spin News, we will see you again tomorrow.